Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, beautiful angels. My name is Sarah. If you're new here, I invite you to grab yourself a grounding beverage, whether that's matcha, tea, dare I say coffee. I mean, sometimes that's what you need. But sit back, slow down, relax a little, hang out with me. After all, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. And I hope that this episode takes you to where you're trying to get. Welcome back to the Wellness Wave podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, particularly because this is a very special episode. This is the very first video episode of my podcast. Yay! Woo! Ah! I cracked myself up. It is also episode number 25, and what better way to celebrate than by bringing it onto the tubes? I've been wanting to do this for quite some time, but I just felt myself putting it off because we tend to do that, right? When we're afraid something's not going to turn out the way we want it to, we procrastinate, we push it off instead of just getting the bag, going for it, and taking what we want. So now here I am taking aligned action, starting the video version of the Wellness Wave podcast, and hopefully encouraging you to also chase after your dreams and goals and bring your vision to reality. In a little bit over a month, I turned 25 years old. Where are my Leo babies at? Come on. I know you're out there. Also, it's just about to start storming. So I hope that you enjoy the ASMR background of the gentle rain and thunderstorms. But anyways, skirt. I'm about to turn 25, which is really surreal to think about, and I'm no longer going to be able to say that I'm in my early 20s. I'm not going to get away with the, oh, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still, you know, I just graduated college, yada, yada, yada. No, I have got it together, and I'm going to help you get it together too, hopefully a little bit earlier in your life than I did. But a little quick disclaimer if you're still figuring things out, <laughs> that totally is okay. I, I know that sounded a little harsh just now. I'm really just wanting to encourage you to recognize how much value you have within you and to stop selling yourself short because you have skills. You are a badass, to be quite frank, and you need to stop babying yourself because the truth is, is that if you don't take accountability and responsibility for your future and the goals that you want to achieve, no one's going to take you seriously. That's just the hard, the hard truth. And maybe some of you won't like me saying that because you're going through it. And I understand. Trust me. I understand. I go through it. I went through it earlier today, <laughs> to be honest, and I'm going to get to the story. I'm going to tell you guys all about it. But first, I just want to give a little overview of what this episode is going to be all about. I want to give you 
all of my tips and tricks that I've got in my little bag of goodies to absolutely slay and crush your 20s, your early 20s, because I'm not through my 20s. Did I always make the best choices in my early 20s from an an outsider's point of view? Probably not. (laughs) I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes, but to be honest with you, the mistakes are how you grow. The first step towards success is failure. Mm. But if I can give you just a little wink of wisdom to make the next few years of your life, or I mean, really no matter what point of life you're at, to help you kind of rein it all in, take inventory of what you got going on, make some shifts, some subtle shifts, some big shifts, take that aligned action. Mm, I would love to help you do that. I'm going to break things down into categories that I feel make the most sense. We're going to talk about wellness, which I believe includes everything from nutrition to movement to how you dress yourself and show up throughout the day and how you take care of your environment. I think all of those things fall under the umbrella of wellness. Actually, technically everything I'm going to talk about in this episode falls under that umbrella, but I'm going to talk about those things. I'm going to share my my thoughts on setting boundaries and relationships, communication, and we're going to just sprinkle in a little bit of finance in there. To be real with you, that's that's an area that I am currently diving deep into and working on for myself. So I'm going to give you as much wisdom as I can. Oh, the rain, she is coming. So I want to share a little story that happened this morning because honestly, I'm still really... I'm really shaken up about it. I was on my usual hot girl walk. I don't do it every single morning, but I try to the best that I can to get some, you know, movement in to get that forward ambulation as my guy, Andrew Huberman likes to call it, to get the lymphatic system moving, you know, all those good things that an early morning hot girl walk does. Get the circadian rhythms going with the infrared light, although it was really cloudy this morning. Whoa, speaking of cloudy, as soon as I said that, just got a little ominous out there. Mm. Anyways, it was on my hot girl walk. I'm walking up towards the front of my complex doing my normal routes, and this big SUV with two men in it pulls by me and is turning left as I'm walking up to this place where they just turn left. So, like, we're coming at each other. They turn left. As they're turning, The driver points at me and then the passenger looks at me and they're both staring at me and there's nothing behind me. It's just woods behind me. So there's, they were 100% staring at me and I got a little freaked out. I called my partner, Patrick on the phone and just asked him to stay on with me because I immediately turned around and started walking home. They pulled into this, again, this, they turned left into this part of the complex where there's a loop and I'm like, you know, Finding my peace, protecting my peace. They're just parking. I'm safe. I'm on the phone with Patrick and I'm glancing back at me and I see them pull back out and turn down the road. Oop, email, hello. Turn down the road that I am walking down. My heart starts pounding and I say to Patrick, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I am not a runner, you guys. 
whew, it was it was freaky. It freaked me out. And so I took a different path home. I literally ran behind the apartment so that I could get in without them seeing me. But it was very scary. I was very wigged out about it. And I don't, I've never really had something like that happen to me before. So it definitely threw me off. You know, you hear horror stories all the time. And I've had, you know, I've been catcalled. I've been approached by creepy men. But the car thing, haven't had something like that before. Not that I can remember, at least. The thought that keeps coming back to me is, girl, you are so protected because you are given this gift of awareness. Every single one of us is given a gift of awareness. We just have to strengthen it like a muscle. We've got these bodies, you know, that we have to go to the gym. We've got to work out, get that pump in. But every single part of our our personality and every every mental and or spiritual capability is also a muscle that we have to strengthen. So if I could give you one of the greatest suggestions for your early 20s, it's to practice awareness of your surroundings, of what's going on in your mind. That is going to help you come to so many realizations and also stay protected in dangerous situations. My nervous system went into fight or flight earlier and I've been you know, working all day to kind of get myself back into a grounded state. But that is the situation where fight or flight and the sympathetic nervous system is a really powerful defense mechanism. Because so many of us are living in chronic fight or flight and are having a very difficult time regulating our nervous systems, I feel like the sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight trauma response has almost become demonized, not intentionally, but it just the language that we use, you know, we're always trying to get into that grounded, protect your peace, relax, etc. And that's something that I preach a lot too. But there are those times when you need to fight or flee. And today I chose to flee because I was not feeling up to fighting two men in an SUV. You know what I'm saying? You know what? We've got these little devices, these screens, and they suck so much of our attention. I've been thinking so much about boundaries recently, especially over the past week or so. I took a social media break over the weekend. I feel very confident that I'm going to incorporate that into each month moving forward, at least once a month over the weekend. Obviously, I am a creator and I work in marketing as well, so I can't completely ditch social media, but I feel like it really helped me take a step back and acknowledge the things in my life that I value and become aware of the ways that it is it was zapping and is zapping my energy. Be aware, not just of your surroundings, but how you're interacting with the devices in your life, what your habits look like. You know, it's there's no there's no rush to dramatically make changes once you have an awareness of something. This is something my therapist and I talk about all the time. But becoming aware and just having that realization things are going to automatically start shifting for you because not only has the subconscious mind seen it, but now the conscious mind has seen it as well. And those two working together in conjunction, mm, that's powerful. So let's talk about boundaries. You must set clear boundaries throughout your life, whether it's 
the time you go to bed or how much time you have without a screen before you go to bed, how much time you allow yourself to mindlessly scroll on social media, how you let people in your life talk to you, whether it's your loved ones, your coworkers, your boss. I know that's a really challenging one for a lot of people, myself included, but I cannot stress enough how important it is to stick to the boundaries that you set. So be realistic about it. If you know that you're not going to be able to stick to this specific boundary right now, if you know that you're not going to be able to only go on your phone for an hour a day, then don't do that to yourself. Because if you tell yourself, I'm only going to go on my phone for an hour a day when you've been on your phone for like six hours a day, and then you fail to stick to that, you're going to feel like you can't trust yourself. You're going to be slowly just hammering away at the trust you have for yourself. Especially if you're in a situation where you already struggle with trusting yourself, you need to set boundaries that you know you can stick to. Challenge yourself. I'm not saying to don't to not challenge yourself. Maybe, you know, if you've been spending 5 or 6 hours of time on your phone a day, which sounds like a lot, but go check your screen time. You might be surprised. Then tell yourself, I'm only going to spend three hours or four hours on my phone a day and then create actionable steps for how you can achieve that. So for example, I am going to, to set, you know, download an app. I use the Opal app, which I find super effective. It blocks apps for you and you can select which ones you can limit um, the amount of time that you spend and have what they call cool downs Um, so it basically forces you to get off of the app after you've been on it for a certain amount of time Um, of course you can get around it but it's it's a nuisance and you're going to be reminded of the fact that you set that boundary for yourself also don't set yourself up for failure if you know that when you buy the bag of chips, you end up eating the whole bag of chips in one sitting, then don't buy the bag of chips. Or at the very least, don't let yourself snack straight from the bag. That's something I find myself getting stuck doing all the time is I will stand at the counter and I will dip my little corn chips in hummus. And before I know it, I've eaten half the bag. One second. Hello. Hey, see you soon. Bye. That's my friend Sophie. We're going to yoga tonight for the summer solstice. Solstice. (laughs) As I was saying, I will stand at the counter and take corn chips from the bag until I've almost eaten the whole thing. Maybe not quite the whole thing, but a lot of it. So instead, put the serving that you want to have into a bowl and then take that away from the kitchen where you can't just mindlessly grab more food from the refrigerator or from the pantry or whatever. Next up, set priorities. These don't have to be the priorities that you have right now in this very moment, but write down a master list of in your life what you feel that you value most. So think about family, your values, your financial goals, your investment goals, travel goals. Write down a bucket list. Make it a a fun activity. You can even create a mood board. You can go to Hobby Lobby, get your poster, get some Mod Podge, have fun with it. This helps you take an inventory of all of the things in your life that matter to you. And then you can look at what actions you're currently taking to, to see how you're building the life that you want or not building the life you want. That can help you really reevaluate. Next up, I want to talk about communication. I feel like this is so overlooked in your early 20s because 
at this point, communication is easy, right? You've got your friends, you go out to the bars, you don't have to do that much networking if you don't want to. In my case, I just let those opportunities come to me. But the sooner that you can get on board with this idea that you have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone to make new connections that are going to raise you to the place that you want to be, the sooner that you're going to start seeing that dough, baby. I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm not kidding. But you're also going to have those genuine, authentic connections that inspire you and help provide the tools that you need to get to where you're trying to be. The truth is that nobody is going to just hand you your success. You have to work for it. And that means reaching out to people who are not going to know that you exist unless you put yourself in front of them. Because these people who have the things that you want, whether it's the career or the beautiful family or the, the life of travel, they've got too much on their plates. They are not necessarily going out of their way to to find charity cases. You know what I mean? That sounds harsh. And I feel like I'm being harsh in this episode, but it's a cruel dog eat dog world, baby. And I want to encourage you to take advantage of opportunities where you can because otherwise they're just gonna they're just gonna slip right out of your fingertips. So in order to make connections and impress the people who have what you want, You have really got to hone in on those communication skills. How clearly and concisely you get your points across is directly related to how efficiently you reach your goals. Say what you want and mean it. Kind of goes back to the boundaries and sticking to them. If you don't like something or you do like something, commit to that. And of course you're allowed to change your mind. I'm not saying that. In fact, A very, very important part of communication is being able to listen to other people's ideas and having an open mind to to changing what you think about something. Now, I'm not saying to blindly shift your beliefs just because you want to impress somebody. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you should have the confidence in what you believe to hold firm in that until somebody provides sufficient evidence to sway you otherwise. Also, when you're having conversations with people, offer them value. Show them how you can contribute to their lives in a positive way. Honestly, if you take nothing else away from this episode, let it be this. The most profound skill you can develop in your early 20s or at any point in your life is the ability to simplify complexity. The ability to simplify complexity. Mm, feels good, doesn't it? So how do you cultivate this skill? There are a couple of exercises I have incorporated into my life that I feel have truly helped me. The first one being hosting a podcast, getting better at researching, taking notes, and being able to share that through a screen, talking to a microphone, to a camera now. That will show you your weaknesses, I promise. It will reveal to you how often you're using filler words to speak. It will show you how confident or unconfident you sound. I always thought that I sounded like a very confident person, and I think I do, but I've noticed little inflections in my voice. For example, when you talk like this, it almost sounds like you're asking a question, right? I love myself versus I love myself. Do you see the difference? 
One sounds very affirmative and very confident, and the other sounds like a question, like I'm uncertain and I don't really know if I love myself. I'll let you take a guess which one was which. I think you'll be able to figure it out. Even if you don't want to host a podcast, because I understand it's a lot, start keeping a video diary on your phone or even in your voice notes. Just practice sharing about your day, sharing the things that you've learned, what inspired you, areas you feel you might be able to improve, et cetera, et cetera. And there she goes. At the same time though, you don't wanna sound like a robot. Let your personality shine through. We've all got one. So now I've covered the more mindset related tips that I have. Stay aware of yourself and your surroundings. Set boundaries and stick to them. Identify your priorities. Clearly communicate and offer value to the people who have what you want. So that's four now. Now let's talk about physical self-care. Let's start with the most superficial of all of these, which is your sense of style. Your sense of style is not just about the clothes you put on your back, honey. It's about way more than that. It's how you hold yourself. It's the way you speak. It's all of those things that we just spoke about. But the clothes that you wear certainly play a role in the way that you present yourself to the world. Create style staples. I'm not saying that you have to dress the same all the time, but let's be honest, the way that you look, your appearance, how you present yourself really impacts the way people see you. It's just, it's just the way that it is. And this isn't about being the most glamorous person. It's not about having all of the nice shiny things. It's about, it's about presenting yourself in a way that shows you care about yourself and that you take pride in showing off the most beautiful parts of yourself. So learn how to dress for your body. So for me, the style staples that I live by, I rarely wear more than three colors on my body. And if I do wear more than that, it's because I've got on one statement piece that is multicolored. I always have got my gold jewelry. I love the more soft glam, clean girl makeup look. I love turtlenecks. I love high-waisted pants. I love my my belt with the the gold clasp. Is that what that's called? I got my chunky boots. I feel like I have a lot of masculine elements in my style, but I soften those with the makeup and the jewelry and the more dainty elements. Also, this kind of falls into the financial aspect of this conversation, but be really mindful when you are purchasing fast fashion. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you that, you know, fast fashion is the devil and you should never buy it or support it. I know all of the arguments and I understand them, but I also am realistic and understand that not everybody can afford to buy a $100 or $200 piece of clothing. And it really does affect your your energy to be dressed cute. So I think that if you're going to buy from a company like that, be really thoughtful and intentional and think, you know, is this something that I am going to wear for the next five or 10 years? Or is it something that I'm going to wear three times this season and then never touch in my closet again, but I'll still hold on to it because it's so cute and I might wear it one day. So it's just wasting away in there. At the very least, if you're doing that, you can donate to Goodwill where somebody else is going to find your item and love it and, you know, 
contribute to the the recycling. If you're someone who can afford to buy the higher quality piece of clothing, buy the higher quality piece of clothing that you know is going to last you, that is going to be timeless and classic. For example, I love Aritzia. I don't really know if they count as fast fashion or not, but they're a brand that I feel like they make really good quality, very classic staple wardrobe items. My pants are from there right now. I've got these Oh, let me show you. Let me show you the outfit. It's kind of dark, but they're just these black wide leg trousers and I wear these all the time and I know that I am going to wear them, you know, probably until I get pregnant and have kids and can't fit into them anymore. Well, that's a limiting belief. I'm totally going to be able to fit into my pre-pregnancy pants when I have kids. And of course, I don't feel like I have to say this, but practice good hygiene. I think a lot of the times, the simpler your routines, the simpler your skincare, the better it is for your skin. And it doesn't have to be super expensive. Literally, my skincare routine right now is jojoba oil, honey, raw, unfiltered, ideally manuka honey, but that is more expensive. So I'm not saying you need to go buy a tub of manuka honey, but raw and unfiltered honey and either a rosehip oil or a jojoba oil to top it off. Um, every once in a while, I'll get some goodie samples from Sephora, like I got the Barbara, Dr. Barbara Sturm Hyaluronic Serum, which is honestly amazing. But in general, I keep it really simple, and then I use my tools, my beauty tools like my gua sha and my face roller, ice. Oh, girl, you got to get yourself an ice roller or an ice mask. That is a big game changer and a great way to take care of your skin as it promotes lymphatic drainage, helps to... Um, soothe inflammation and also helps with anxiety. If you're like me and you struggle with anxiety, you need those tools to talk you down when you start feeling really, really amped up. I also love oil pulling. That's a practice I've been building more consistently into my routine every morning. It's great for cleansing your oral microbiome. So I would highly recommend that as well. And last but not least for the easier habits, dry brushing once a day, twice a day if possible all over your body, all over your face, before you shower, helps exfoliate, get that lymphatic drainage going, supports the detoxification processes, etc. Now, in addition to taking care of your physical appearance, take care of your space. I think for a while, I got trapped in the mindset of, oh, I don't have my dream space yet, I don't have my dream apartment, my dream home, so I'm just not gonna take care of this one, I'm gonna let it get cluttered and trashed because like, whatever, it'll be fine. Eventually, I'll move out and then I'll keep that space clean. But let me stop you right there. Just like with your appearance, your space is a reflection of what's going on internally and vice versa. How you feel internally is often a reflection of what's going on in your space. They're very interconnected. If your space is super chaotic, cluttered, and dirty, chances are you're going to feel that way inside. And to add to that, don't wear shoes indoors. I find that keeping my home is shoe-free as possible, and also changing out of my clothes after a day out, um, putting some some loungewear, some PJs on, really helps me. That really helps me in my mind ground into, okay, I'm home. The weight of the world is off my shoulders. I'm safe here. I'm in my space, comfortable, at peace. And last but not least, I just wanted to touch on some of the financial things that I am learning the first one being to always do your research. I've had several instances in the past year where I have not properly researched my insurance policy that I'm so I'm still on my parents' insurance policy for another year. Like I said, I'm about to turn 25. But I did not properly research and then I ended up getting 
screwed with really high medical bills from lab work that I've gotten done and just certain providers that I've seen who I thought were going to be covered by my insurance, but were not. I feel really privileged to have a family that can help support me when I'm struggling financially, but I know that not everybody has that, and I know I'm not always going to have that. Like I said, I'm going to be kicked off my parents' insurance next year, and that's going to make things a little bit more challenging. So always do your research, but don't be afraid to ask for help and to see what's possible because a lot of times people are going to be more willing to help you out than you think. You just have to ask. I would also recommend you start investing or at least put money into a high yield savings account instead of letting it just sit in a regular savings account because then you'll be getting a little bit more interest. But ideally, you're going to be putting money into some stocks, into some EFTs, um, index funds, uh, those kinds of kinds of uh, asset streams. I don't know. I don't really know a lot about it. I'm still learning, but that is definitely an avenue that I'm exploring more, um, especially over the next six months and into next year. Choose your investments wisely, whether it's, again, stocks or it's your health. Is it going to provide you more value long-term to invest in an expensive supplement that you know is going to help that deficiency you're dealing with? Or is it going to benefit you more to buy... 10 fast fashion items that you're going to wear once or twice and then either throw away or let sit in your closet for the next decade. I think that just about covered everything that I wanted to discuss in today's episode. Like I said, going to be 25 in just a little over a month. And I feel like these are all the lessons that have really made the most impact. I could talk so much more about nutrition and movement. Oh, I'm going to say that real quick. Move your body multiple times a week. Get up in the middle of the day and go for a walk because otherwise your body will start to feel it. That is the tip that I'm going to leave you with. So with that, if you've been sitting for a while watching this video, I recommend you get up, go walk around your place or go for a walk around the neighborhood, but be careful. Carry a taser with you or something so that creepy men in SUVs don't follow you around. Drink some water and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever phase of life you're in, you're doing great. You're killing it. And if you're not, then you have the power to change it. So I'm going to leave you with that. I will see you next time on my new video podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's time for me to go get ready for my free summer solstice yoga class. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.